This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 338 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today, <laughs> it's a picture-perfect interview with Darren Miles. And Darren is with Darren Miles Photography. Darren, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And Darren, I've got to confess, you know this, but for our listeners, Darren actually called me saying, Charlie, where are you? I'm, I'm here. I'm right now. He was very nice. He wasn't demanding. I, and I said, Darren, I'm literally sitting here looking at your gorgeous website and, and all the work that you do. I lost track of time. So, so Darren, obviously you do phenomenal work. So I'm eager to hear your story. Tell us about Darren Miles Photography. Sure. Well, thank you for that, by the way. That's, that's very kind of you. Um, basically, I've been in business now for 15 years, and my primary thing is I photograph people, be it families, portraits, weddings, etc. It's um, it's been a really, really great business that I really had no intentions of ever doing. If you asked me this 20 years ago, what I'd be doing today, I'd be shocked to tell you that I'm here in front of you um, interviewing about my photography company. It's probably the most thing on my radar. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's funny how, uh, you know, the journeys we go on in life uh, sometimes and, uh, you know, so cool that you're able to do something that you're passionate about. And again, watching the one video on the website talking about how you kind of got into it, just take you, you wanted to record your kids in a way that your parents didn't record you. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. In fact, um, the way it worked is that in the 1970s and 80s, when I was growing up, I was the fourth child. So, and both of my parents worked. And when my oldest brother was born, there's a ton of pictures of him. If I go, th- go through old family photo albums, my oldest brother, tons and tons of pictures. My sister after him, a few pictures. Brother after her, some pictures. And by the time I rolled around, it's literally me and Santa Claus. And that's it. There's like no pictures of me as a kid. So my entire mission and how I even fell into this, just real quick, is... Um, I decided I was going to document my children better than my parents documented me. And like a lot of parents, I went out and bought a nice camera and thought, you know, taking great pictures is only about a nice camera. Bought a nice camera, started taking pictures of my kids, figured out what that dial on the top of the camera actually meant instead of just auto. There's other letters that actually mean something. And there's a purpose for that dial. Okay. Yeah. See, and, and nobody knows this, right? So I figured out what all those different dials meant. And suddenly my pictures started getting better. And about a year into it, that's when friends and family started saying things like, wow, Darren, those are great pictures of your kids. Will you take pictures of my kids? I'll pay you. And my whole thing was like, really? And uh, they were like, yeah. And then that just led from like one job to another, to another, to another. And by 2011, um, I got to this place where I was doing like 15 jobs a month. And I finally said to my wife, you know, I should probably do something with this. And that's how it got launched. And fast forward to today, I'm, I'm sitting in my studio. Actually, I have a studio. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I just, I probably photograph 300 to 500 portraits a year. It's insane. It's been an amazingly great business and I'm shocked at, especially in this day and age, you know, the big thing now is, is camera phones. And of course everybody thinks that, you know, how can you be a photographer in today's day and age? And let me tell you, business has never been better. How about that? And so great to hear. Wow. And probably no better background setting than, you know, the Naples area, you know, versus other parts. I mean, you, you could do the Grand Canyon and all that, but you know there are times of the year that aren't so great. So, uh. <laughs> well, no, absolutely. We have more backdrops, more natural backdrops yeah. here. We know what to do with. Be at the beach, yeah. be at the, the Corsica Sanctuary, be at parks. 
out in front of my studio, this greenery. I can make the front of my studio. Yes. Corkscrew Sanctuary. It's really it's greenery everywhere down here. It's pretty amazing. We're very, very blessed and very lucky that way. Uh, that's great. That's great. So how about some of the services? Uh, you know, you, you uh, obviously you're doing the portrait you mentioned. What else? Well, the portraits is the, kind of the biggie. A lot of my clients are real estate agents and they need to update their portraits periodically. Mm. And, you know, you're straightforward headshot. I do a lot of those, a lot of corporate type headshots as well. Attorneys, doctors, um, you know, the list goes on. Pretty much any professional out there. And then beyond that, families that come down here and will visit and they'll, they'll Google a photographer because while wow, the whole family is going to be there, wouldn't it be great to get a nice family portrait? So I get lots and lots of those. In addition to that, I shoot a lot of weddings. Um, probably shoot between, well, I say a lot of weddings. I shoot about 12 to 15 weddings a year. I love weddings. They're great. But boy, it'd be really hard to do one every single weekend just because it's, yeah. it's really hard work and it's, it's a pressure cooker for eight to 10 yeah. hours. Love the work, love the results. But it's a tough business, and I admire wedding photographers. I really do, and I, and I do it, so I get it. But it's definitely not my bread and butter. But I still love it. Um, and then I also I also run a real estate photography company, which is separate from Darren Miles. It's called Boutique Imagery, and I, I basically service the real estate industry with photo, photos and videos of homes. So that's kind of the other side of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw you you actually teach courses uh, in that, right? I do. Um, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I thought that was that was great, and and again, I, I took a sneak peek of the video, and and the difference is, uh, I, I mean, when you're selling heck any price home, but certainly the the prices down here, if you don't make that, you know, pop impression, right? Uh, there's there's a lot of other eye candy that can get the buyer's attention, and and they never see your home. Absolutely, especially now. I mean, in this era of COVID, people are afraid to leave the house, but they want to yeah. get out of. Massachusetts or New York or someplace where it's really cold and miserable and they can't leave the house and they see Florida and you literally never get a second chance to make that first impression. When you have professional images, professional video and those 360 degree tours, it becomes like this full blown multimedia experience for a potential buyer and great pictures and great videos really make it possible for a potential buyer to literally buy a property site unseen, especially in a market like the one we're experiencing now here in Southwest Florida. Wow. wow. Sound like a <laughs> Man. So how about when it comes to myths for the photography industry? What, what do you hear out there that you could talk about? Oh, sure. Let me give you a great one. I was thinking about this and that's, it's one of the greatest things that just slays most photographers is the following. You take a nice picture of somebody and you've, you've set it up, you've composed it, you've lit it, you shoot it, and you know like everything that went into it, like where are you going to set your lights, what's the distance, what's the aperture going to be, the shutter speed, the whole nine yards, you piece it all together. You take this amazing picture and to the untrained eye, the person says, wow, you must have a great camera. And oh. so to me, no, me out on this because I've actually thought about this. I'm like, what's a great analogy that I could give? And I've come up with quite a few of them. And um, imagine for a moment that I said, Here's a beautiful set of all clad pots and pans. Now I want you to go out there and cook like Bobby Flay. Go ahead, do it. Must be the pots and pans, right? Or here's the air skates and a hockey stick. I want you to go play with Wayne Gretzky. It's just, it's just not going to happen. What, one thing I learned very quickly when I first get into photography, I thought like a lot of people, I bought a nice camera. I should be able to take these amazing pictures. And what I realized because I was setting it to auto, my pictures looked no better than the point and shoot camera that I had prior to this really expensive DSLR. And eventually once you figure out how to use it, suddenly then 
your pictures start to look more like the cover of Rolling Stone or the cover mm. of a magazine. You begin to understand how to use it. Right. And that's not to say that today's like camera phones, for example, aren't good. They are. But unless you understand how to use it, like camera phones today, you know, people ask me all the time, how do you compete with this? How do you compete with this phone? And the, the reality is camera phones are great, but they're just tools. If I hand you a set of paintbrushes, you're not going to paint the next Mona Lisa. I, I can give you a million analogies all day mm -hmm. long. Mm -hmm. uh, but a camera is just a tool. You still have to know how to use it, how to compose, how to light to make something great. I, I, to anyone who's listening who thinks it's just the camera, I promise you it's not just the camera. There's so much more to do. Well, and if anybody wants to know the difference, go to Darren's website and you'll see that, yes, there's more to it than just the camera. Oh, that's great. Good stuff. So how about when you're not in the photography business, what are you doing for fun? Sure. Well, one of the big things now, I've got two boys. They're 15 and 13. Uh, they both play baseball. And lucky me, I'm the coach of their team. So I get to actually coach them and teach them and watch them grow. It's kind of a nice reprieve because this business is very, very, very busy. Between the people in the real estate, I'm probably working between 50 and 60 hours a week. It's busy, which is great. It's a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. But I'm so glad that I have the opportunity to like actually participate and help my kids grow up and become, in this case, better baseball players. And it's really been awesome to watch my oldest son go from, frankly, being a somewhat below average to slightly mediocre baseball player into a pretty good ball player. And my youngest, who's very, it's funny, he's, he's physically gifted. You can tell he can play the game, but I question how much he wants to play the game. I think he's more interested in just hanging out with dad, which is fine with me. Yeah. He could be very good. They actually, they both could be really, really, really solid baseball players. And that's, that's probably my biggest source of fun. I'm also a foodie and a wino. I admit it. <laughs> I love trying new restaurants here in town. And I, my wife and I are both big into wine. And that's so like, take me to a good restaurant where I can eat great food and have great wine. And I'm, and I'm happy as a clam. So. All right. So now's your chance to give a shout out. You know, one of your, your favorite places to go for, for whether food, wine, a combination to what comes to mind. Oh boy. That's a loaded one. Okay. Um, I can tell you probably my all-time favorite restaurant in Southwest Florida. It's kind of a staple. It's been there forever, and that's Campiello. If you're into like Italian food at all, it's really amazing. Although this past weekend, I tried two new restaurants that I had never been to before, and they were both truly incredible. One's called Molino, which is in the Promenade in Benita. Fantastic Italian. I love Italian food. Yeah. And then we went to this place called Sea Level. Level letter letter oh, yes. level on you know, Benita Beach Road. I drive that. By that place, or that place, that place twice a day. It's, so tell me more. It's amazing. Now, really? I was, it was the first time I went. The my wife and I went out with another couple, and when I tell you that was the, I'm from Boston. That was the best clam chowder I ever had. It was the best. Oh, clam chowder I had. Wow! It, it had surf and turf, which was, the lobster was like the size of my fist. It was, it was really. I was blown away by how good it was. I really, really was. Excellent. All right. All right. Good to know. Yeah, that's right down the street from us. So we are Thank going to check that out. Wine, of course. Total wine. That's what you're going to buy from yourself as a restaurant. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's switch gears then. Let's go on the other side. You know, when it comes to looking back in life, a challenge, hardship, anything come to mind that you can say, hey, I'm, I'm got, you know, got through that and I'm better for it. I'm stronger today because of it. 
Boy, um, well, I, I, for me, it speaks to the last 15 years. Which I pretty much, that's pretty much how long I've been doing the photography business. I've been really, really lucky. This thing's been on a meteoric rise ever since I started. Knock on wood, I haven't had any real hardships to deal with. It's frankly, I've had the opposite problem. If, I, if I've had any hardship, it's that I've had too much business and just keeping up with it has been challenging. Uh, I'm really, I'm being dead serious because I talk to a lot of photographers who are struggling out there and I'm not seeing it. I'm really really busy I, I i'm just i'm very fortunate in that regard that i have not had to deal with that yeah, you know, yeah. without you know obviously hopefully knock on wood things continue that way and i'm grateful and i feel truly blessed for what i have i really do yeah yeah no that's awesome and you know i think business owners are notorious for always looking at the bright side and the future and and you know we all have those challenging moments but it's um you know I think it holds us back if, if we get too bogged down in those moments and hey, tomorrow's another day, you know, fresh slate and and you know, probably listeners are laughing at too much business, but that that's stressful, you know? <laughs> well, it's if you're gonna have stress, yeah, that's yeah. Stress to have. If I'd rather have the stress of too much than not enough. I mean, <laughs> I'd rather have my cup overflowing than have it empty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, but yeah, it's, but it is true. It's, it's been really, really good. I mean, so of course a lot of my competitors might hear that and say, well, he's too busy. So call me, but we're doing okay in that regard. Love it. Love it. Love it. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company? What would that be? Um, let me see. One thing, well, how about one thing about the industry in general? It's, it, I think one of the, one of the, one thing I think more people knew about photography mm -hmm. is that, it's, it's so much more, and as I mentioned earlier, it's so much more than just the camera. I think one thing people really don't have a grip on um, is lighting and how important lighting is. I can make beautiful people look horrible if I light them incorrectly. And I could make somebody who's incredibly in, in incredibly good shape, I can make them look overweight and bad if I pose them incorrectly. And I think you know one thing that you truly get from like a professional is that ability to be lit appropriately and angled appropriately. So you have your best possible you come out in that picture. Yeah. That's yeah. probably, you know, that's, that's I mean, good. A bit off topic, but it's all on the same lines. Yeah. It's funny when, when you were describing that, I got this vision of are you a Seinfeld fan. You know, I wish I was, I've gotten so many I, I, in the eighties and the nineties. I didn't watch a lot of television. I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't watching TV. Well, it, it, it's, it's funny. I'll share the story with our listeners, you know, Jerry, of, of course, uh, you know, he he can't have a relationship more than like, you know, one or two dates and, and he's it's always self-sabotage. But this one guy and of course, all, all the people, not all, but a lot of the uh, actresses that he dates in the show, you, you see them later. They're big time, you know, turn into big time stars. But one of them and I forget the actress name, but. You know, when she's in good lighting, she looks, you know, phenomenal, you know, gorgeous and all that. He's like, hey, you know, and so they go out on a date and then they're in this dark restaurant. And of course, you know, they really make her look bad. <laughs> and it's like a totally different person. And he's like, oh, you know, what did I do? And then I've heard about this episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's right. When you put the flashlight underneath you and, and shoot it up towards yeah. you, that kind of, you know, horror film lighting. Yeah, you can make yeah. something really bad if you light them improperly. Let me tell you, you can. You, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. So I know, Darren, there are listeners going, I want to learn more. I, I want to see these gorgeous shots. Uh, where should we send them? Sure. Send them to uh, www.darrenmiles.com. That's D-A-R-R-E-N-M-I-L-E-S.com. And you can check out my work and take a look and see what I have to offer there.
Terrific. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure and a lot of fun and wish you the best. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to do it. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.